Hello and welcome to the weekly Bundaberg Now podcast. I'm Dana McGuckis from Bundaberg Regional Council, and today we have another interesting program filled with news and information from across the Bundaberg region. Soon we'll hear about the Australia Day Award recipients, learn about the history of the Bundaberg Foundry, and hear about a new exhibition coming to town. But first, here's Michael Goring with the news headlines. Australia Day was celebrated across the Bundaberg region on Tuesday with community gatherings and traditional barbecues. About 90 people received Australian citizenship at a special ceremony in Bundaberg, while 2,000 people attended the Great Australian Bites Railway Picnic in Bagara. Allied health services were boosted in Bundaberg this week with the opening of two new clinics. Coral Coast Physiotherapy has expanded to offer occupational and speech therapy, also, Dr Patricia Harachund has opened Precision Healthcare to provide a range of specialty and allied health services. Here's Mayor Jack Dempsey and Dr Harachund. Today, with the official opening of the Precision Health Centre, your one-stop shop for allied health needs right across the Bundaberg region. We have two levels. The first level has uh, seven consult rooms uh, for specialists to consult. At the moment, we have a visiting urologist from Brisbane and a visiting neurologist from Brisbane. I also wish to start other forms of therapy like art therapy, craft therapy, things that we don't actually consider to be mainstream forms of um, therapies but are well validated to result in positive outcomes. The listing of rare macadamias on the Global Threatened Species Red List has increased the focus on conservation efforts in the Bundaberg region. Trees are being grown at the Bundaberg Botanic Gardens to help ensure their long-term survival. An old concrete drain will be transformed into a thriving natural waterway and recreation area as part of the Washpool Creek restoration. Bundaberg Regional Council has received nearly $2.8 million from the state and federal governments for the project, which will improve the quality of stormwater runoff into Baldwin Swamp. In sport, records tumbled as world-class water skiing competitors showcased their skills at the Isis Ski Gardens on the weekend. Scott Wintle smashed his own Australian record with a jump of 20.1 metres. All this and more on the Bundaberg Now website at www.bundabergnow.com. Back to you, Dana. Thanks, Michael. On Tuesday the 26th of January, the Bundaberg Regional Council held the Australia Day Awards Ceremony, celebrating our community champions who embody our region's spirit. Awards were given for Citizen of the Year, Senior Citizen of the Year, Junior Citizen of the Year and Community Group Categories and we'll hear from our deserving recipients now. Citizen of the Year, Nathan Freeman, was nominated for his diverse roles contributing to the community. As a town planner, auxiliary firefighter, volunteer for many sporting groups, and a board member for many important organisations, Nathan's community spirit shines through every day. Here's his thoughts on being an active part of the Bundaberg community. Well, like I've lived in Bundaberg all my life, had a few years away at uni, but came back here because I just love the place. I love being involved in the community here. I like the people. It's a fantastic place to live. Obviously involved in a heap of different things in the local community from football right through to sitting on a couple of boards and um, my obviously my role here as an auxiliary firefighter at the Bundaberg station and also recently joining Greensills as their head of infrastructure and planning. 
it gives a great sense of reward. Obviously, like it, it's one of those things I, I really get a lot of personal satisfaction out of it. Um, I love seeing what happens in the community. I like seeing the outcomes of what we produce, whether it's through UDIA and construction development industry locally here, whether it's being involved with the fire service and the, the great mateship that's, that goes on here. Um, it's just the outcomes that we produce. And I think it's great to see what volunteers actually do do in the community. And it's nice to be recognised, but there are so many volunteers locally here that could be in the same position and be recognised for the same award because they do such a great job in the community. It's just a matter of juggling your time and fitting it in. And, um, and my family are really supportive. And that's the one thing if I can say is that I'm very lucky to have the family that I've got. My wife and my two kids are very supportive of what I do. And um, when I disappear and I go off and do something, they know that I'm out there trying to help the community. Jeff McCall, Senior Citizen of the Year, moved to the Bundaberg region almost 50 years ago and has built an extensive volunteer career in our region. From Meals on Wheels and Lions Club to multiple sporting associations, Here's a bit of his volunteer story. started in about 1981 when I was elected president of the Crossaways Junior Cricket Club. So I was there with Crossaways for about 12 years, graduated to president of the seniors, and then we broke away and formed the YMCA Cricket Club, which is still in existence. And I joined Lions in 1998. At the time that I joined, the club was building the Rats of Tobruk Memorial, which is... Um, the first one in Australia to be built, and it's an exact replica of the one at Tobruk. Meals on Wheels started as a project of the Lions Club 54 years ago. My wife and I started delivering, doing delivery, which we still do, and I was also invited later to become a committee member last year. Yeah, last year I was elected president. Oh, sorry, the year before, so second year as president. I guess I've always been community-minded. I'm also a JP. I've been a JP for... 27 years coming up. Yeah, I think it's making a contribution. Our Young Citizen of the Year, Madison Devine, has already achieved great things at the age of just 20 years. From volunteering in ministry to an entrepreneurial spirit, she contributes much to the Bundaberg region. Here's how Madison reacted to winning the award. When I actually got the letter and got the award, I was shocked, like it just filled me with so much joy and so much excitement, uh, but yeah, definitely shock and that's still settling in as well. <laughs> I do so many things because I just, I, I get so much joy out of it and I don't know what I'd do if I wasn't busy all the time. I love being involved in the community, but you never really think that that's going to amount to anything, I guess. So yeah, it was super cool. The volunteer work that I do with the church um, is ministry-based. I've been a children's lit so children's liturgy, that's where we take the kids out at Mass. Um, I've been involved in that since I was 16 and training, and now I'm a leader with that as well. So I get to do it on my own, which is pretty cool. So my business is Jellybean Jane Co. I had just started to start getting a couple of people interested, saying we'd like to stock your earrings. And then I got a phone call from Bundy Tourism. We actually worked together to come up with something that would showcase them and me. We did the Great Barrier Reef. Um, because obviously the turtles highlighting and showcasing such a beautiful section of the region that we have got. And finally, we also celebrated a community group of the year with the Milby Magic Project being a deserving recipient. Bagara-based artist Paul Perry led the project over two years and it took 260 volunteers, 100,000 tiles and 6,300 hours to create the Milby Magic Mosaic. His pull to explain the great connection facilitated by this project. This uh, project is a project that was originally designed to connect, connect people, to connect 
the community to uh, the environment and to connect to our First Nations people around the area. We had 260 people uh, involved in the project altogether that involved uh, three schools or, or classes in three schools to Indigenous groups. But more than that, it was just local neighbours, people up and down the street, people who um, wanted to do something in terms of contributing, but also wanted to connect and together create a, a uh, an outcome which is really um, been embraced by this community and being something that, uh, uh, um, well, has, has generated its own energy and hopefully there'll be a lot more to come. All very deserving winners indeed. You can read more about the awards and ceremony at BundabergNow.com. Now, over to our arts team to talk us through another great exhibition coming up. Hi, this is Jolene from the Moncrief Entertainment Centre. I'm here with Rebecca McDuff from Bundaberg Regional Galleries. Hey, Beck. Hey, Jolene. How are you? Look, I'm great. How are you going this afternoon? Yeah, fantastic. Really great. We've got so much happening at the galleries at the moment, so um, I'm keen to chat to you about it. Oh, my gosh. It's just been action stations here lately in Bundaberg and Childers with all the, the happenings that are going on. Absolutely. And, look, we've got a really special exhibition opening here with us on Friday the 12th of February at 5.30pm here at Bundaberg Regional Art Gallery. Um, this exhibition is titled Photo Grozzy and it's special for the gallery because it features the artwork of one of our gallery team photographer David Graham or better known as Grozzy who we sadly lost at the start of 2020. Um, and this exhibition has been um, yeah it's it's a, it's something that has been quite emotive for me to curate and I think for the staff to be involved and um, working alongside his family to bring this exhibition to fruition has been a really really beautiful but moving process as well. Yeah, we were lucky enough to have um, one of his smaller exhibitions at um, the Moncrief Art Space. Um, I think it was back in 2016. So yeah, it'll be really quite special. He was a volunteer at the gallery? Was he, he was a volunteer. He was part of our install crew. So um, he was just a beautiful man, always very quietly spoken, just got in and worked really hard. And our um, install crew plays a really important role, actually, in making sure that the exhibitions are treated with care and installed correctly. And Dave was just always such a fantastic part of that crew. So we miss him dearly. Mm. So um, the exhibition itself, um, Dave, in, in an artistic capacity, was known for his strong black and white portraiture, and this is a real feature of the exhibition. So he had a really interesting signature um, street-style photography, a bit grungy, but he also did these cosplay characters. So people know cosplays where people dress up as, um, you know, action heroes, and Dave would ca- uh, would capture their photography. He was often hired to go to their festivals and capture people in character. Um, but what I love about his work is that he captures the person in front of the lens with real clarity there's a clarity in the photographs but he often has this his humor shines through as well which is something I really love about his photographs Um, in this exhibition his strong black and white photography is really counterbalanced with some pops of color he had a love of the hue yellow and without really thinking about it it just sort of worked its way into this exhibition in the most beautiful way and it's um, subtly included in some of his landscape pieces some of his portraits but also some of his botanical photographs um dave as you said he was well known he had um, to be part of other exhibitions he was as well as the moncrief theater he was part of a group show here in um in gallery one titled 23 degrees north and south it was an exchange exhibition with nanning china he was part of the here and now 2020 exhibition yumi and a cup of tea where he famously fumigated a field of monte carlos um great shot and that's part of this exhibition and um he was also part 
of Humans of Bundaberg. That was a photographic project that was done um, in the community. Um, in 2019, Dave was actually having an exhibition, a solo exhibition at our children's art space titled Viable Vogue and Feasible Photography, but unfortunately he had to cancel that exhibition. So these never-before-seen images are also going to be incorporated into the Photo Grozzy exhibition. Um, this exhibition is really special for our gallery and it really has been made possible through the support and cooperation of his family. So his wife, Wendy, daughter, Pierre, and son, Ted. And to showcase the legacy that Dave left, we've produced a short artist film in conjunction with the family and this will be available for viewing in the gallery space. Yeah, well, it's a lovely tribute to one of the gallery family, I guess we can say, and um, it's so beautiful that art is a special way to keep people you know, living in the here and now. Absolutely. Look, you can't walk into this exhibition and not feel that Dave's in the room with you. So I'm really excited to bring this to our gallery space. Thank you so much, Beck. Thanks, Jolene. Thanks, Jolene and Rebecca. And finally today, we're stepping back in time to hear about the Bundaberg Boundary, an icon in our region's history. That short history is part of the larger North Bundaberg Storybook, a place activation project between Bundaberg Regional Council and Creative Regions. Learn more and download the map for more locations of stories at discoverbundaberg.com.au. The Foundry has been a Bundaberg institution on the north side of the river for over 100 years. Since 1888, it has endured fires and flood. Its history and stories are central to the lives of many Bundaberg residents, past and current. The foundry actually had its origins on Targo Street, but moved to its current location on the northern banks of the Burnett River in 1888. On July 2nd that year, the Bundaberg and Mount Perry Mail published a Prospectus of the Bundaberg Foundry Company Limited. This feature described the extension of the business over about five acres of land in North Bundaberg, with a frontage of about six chains to the Burnett River and the Mount Perry Railway running through the land. This was an ideal location for the foundry. As the prospectus stated, the company will be able to erect the foundry and fitting shops in such a position on each side of the line as will enable them by means of overhead cranes to entertain the heaviest machinery and with the least possible labour and risk. The river frontage facilitates the erection of slips for building and repairing vessels and for the erection of wharves for the transshipment of goods. A standout personality in the foundry's history is William, or Bill Parry. Bill arrived from ship by, from Wales in 1878 and in 1893 took on the role of foreman fitter at the Bundaberg foundry, working there for nearly 40 years. Bill was known not only for owning the first motor car in Bundaberg, but was praised for having trained some of the finest engineers in Queensland. A poem written about him named him a tradesman of the very best and a master of his trade. Bill's legacy lived on well after his death. The steam engines and the sugar mills were touted as Bill's designs and described as works of art. That's all for today. We hope you enjoyed the program. Join us next week for more news and stories from across the region. Bye for now.